millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Derek. <laughs> and I'm Ray. I'm Alex Reed. Welcome back to another episode of... Mostly Mostly Mostly. And welcome back to another episode. How are you guys doing? It is a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. It's actually a beautiful day. It's amazing. So I've got this new phone. Okay, so guys. So I've left iPhones. No, no, stop. I think you need to, you don't understand the brevity of what Alex has just done. The, Alex the brevity came into or the, the group chat. It's, no, it's the brevity. It's not even the gravity at this point. So Alex entered a group chat, guys. And he said, by the way, add this new number. And yeah, I've just changed from iPhone. And all the memes that was posted in the group chat. Oh my God. I personally posted the picture of Blue Ivy looking at the peasants like ill. <laughs> that was how I was looking at it Alex. It was so funny. My friend was like, you have completely broken my trust. Yeah. Um, you've left Apple. How could you? How dare and you? I what have like, you got? Oh, it's Android now. The OnePlus 6. I don't understand um, what that is. It's a decent brand. It's quite fast. It's very responsive. It does a lot of things. So now you're going to be taking um, those like CCTV type pictures. You know, no, they, man, you know like Crime dope. Watch when they like, have you seen this person? The picture's grainy. That's how all your pictures are going to come <laughs> no, out. Man, this camera is actually dope. I like it. Um, okay. It's actually going It's actually going pretty well so far. It's a bit sticky. You know, once you've been on iPhone for four generations. Sorry, but like Android are not sponsoring us. We really don't need to go into it. All right, it. yeah, it's true. <laughs> So. <laughs> Guys, we have an amazing guest for you today. Oh, yeah, we're missing one limb, blah, blah, blah. He's not here, whatever. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> you didn't even joke. notice, did you? Anyways, <laughs> he doesn't really matter. Yeah, we actually have another limb, a beautiful limb. Much more beautiful than today. A very yellow limb. <laughs> a very yellow limb. Yes. So yellow. And can the yellow limb please introduce herself? I'm Emma Gannon. <laughs> I'm just so, so extremely yellow. Um, I'm an author, podcaster, broadcaster, multi-hyphenate person like you guys. Yeah, a multi-talented queen, imagine. A multi-talented, multi-hyphenated queen. There we go. I should change my Twitter bio. You should do it. I don't know how, how multi-hyphen I am though. Oh. Right. I, well, I may just have one hyphen. We'll get into that. How, is, yeah. how have, you got, have you been? 
good thanks this is really exciting i listen to the podcast oh, i can't believe the best you. books podcast out there thank you um oh. yeah i've been on a bit of a whirlwind really because i went on my tour mm. like david Ooh. brent yeah i've been I following on your, the road i've been following your social media it's just been everywhere <laughs> i was so exhausted by the end i was only there kind of out and about doing my tour for about five days and mm-hmm. then you think of i mean i'm not comparing myself to like a pop star but <laughs> you know those people who have posters where they're just away for months yeah i wouldn't want that yeah. I like how, how were like the five days it was good but i was sort of performing every night the same yeah. the same thing yeah so by the end i was like i'm so boring yeah because i'd <laughs> listen to myself yeah is it like brain draining kind of thing like you constantly yeah. have to t- have do you have like a set line that you follow yeah i've got time? like oh. my stats that oh. i wheel out oh, my man. shocking stats and then no it was fun and it was amazing meeting people in real life and yeah. signing books mm-hmm. and you know booksellers being there and and selling copies like yeah. Not just seeing Amazon orders. Yeah. yeah. Nice being physical. Yeah. <laughs> physical yeah. 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 So it's good. Sweet. So how has your week been? Yeah. How's your week? Um, so my week has been, obviously, I've moved home. So my week has been very stressful. Mm-hmm. And work has been like hardcore. So mm-hmm. I've just been trying to manage everything. Yeah. And I sat, sat down and I thought, Wow. I'm really bad, but really good at this. Like, I haven't broken down yet, so... Not yet. I'm, I'm still alive, I'm still going well. Can you feel it coming, though? I, I felt it coming yesterday, because mm. the boys went to Nerd Council quiz yeah. night. And I was at night. work, had my makeup on, I was ready. It was like 6.30, yeah. Friday evening, everybody was about to leave. And then I just get work, mm. like, dumped. And I was like... Okay, and I just kept on asking the boys, like, how is it? Is it good? Okay, yeah, sorry, I won't be able to come. Oh. So, yeah, it's been a bit stressful. I felt like an adult, which is disgusting. Um, <laughs> I really want to be a kid again. I don't yeah. know why I wished my childhood away. So, oh, wow. I feel like I've just used you guys as therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like an adult as well. Yeah. I had yeah. A, my birthday last week. So, oh, amazing. Um, yeah, just another year older, another yeah. year towards death mm. but yeah it's sorry <laughs> wow guys wow guys but i gotta say and i tweeted about this the other day and people seem to agree that my imposter syndrome is kind of lessening yes, as i get I older yeah, i saw that yeah. i saw that. Bit, like i know i know what i'm doing actually yeah. like mm. i'm not okay i'm not perfect and i don't know how to do lots of adult things yeah. but at least i don't have to pretend like i'm just a little kid that doesn't mm. know anything yeah because yeah, i was having this thought about it the other day i was thinking i mean the closer you get to 30 the more you realise that 30 is not a big deal. For me anyway, I was thinking like, it's actually not a big deal because I feel like all the people that I know that are say in their 30s, they're kind of living, they're, either at, they're at the point in their careers where they're kind of doing okay, they're at the point where they're like still figuring out relationships and mm. they're at that point, they're a bit more self-assured yeah. kind of thing. You're like earning more money. Exactly, yeah. yeah. In your 20s, you're just like, figuring it all out from 20 all the way down to wherever so 25 has been a massive shock 25 is a maybe massive, massive like, road hump. So. Yeah, maybe because like, so much has happened since I turned 25 mm. that it's... Are you guys both 25? I'm 26. I'm 25. He's 26. Oh, my God. And Derek... Well, Derek's 30. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you better cut that out before he comes and you mentioned my age. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Clarissa's 27. I was going to ask Clarissa, how old are you? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. You guys. No, but we're... a lot for your young, young age. I mean... At 25, it's hit me and it's the most horrific feeling it's mm. like some someone has punched me in my stomach mm. and said 
take charge of your life. Yeah. We're so obsessed with age in our culture, though, aren't we? Mm. Like when I was on that like thirty under thirty list, I was a bit like, I've hated those lists for so long. Obviously, I was really happy I was on there because yeah. <laughs> you do get a lot of like press and stuff. But I was just like, I don't want to fetishize mm. being young because people over thirty might look at that and be like, oh, I can't, do I that. can't yes. be on that. Yeah. And it's not really fair. I actually look at that list and think, I actually have five years. I'm, what am I doing? Oh, literally. I li- it's true though. Do you know on my phone, I have my mood board and I have, um, actually I can't, that's yeah. very embarrassing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a mood board of things I want yeah. to achieve. So yeah. please put me on that list because yeah, I'm you, fucking you, phenomenal. You do something. <laughs> yeah, do visualize. Some, do, do some stuff, man. Oh, okay, fine. You know, you got to pull up, put out those affirmations <laughs> and do what you need to do. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, this week's been great, man. We went, to, yeah, so as we said Sorry, before, Alex, how was your week? Oh, no, it's fine, you know. I'm, you know, I'm going to take ownership for, for, you know, myself. Yeah, we went to the Nerd Council. <laughs> Derek would have asked you that. I'm so anyway, sorry, I, I can't be. <laughs> went to the Nerd Council, like shout out to the Nerd Council, yeah, Jimmy, exactly. Ryan, Imran and Ludo, who have a dope nerd podcast mm-hmm. and they had their first their quiz night yesterday yeah. and it was amazing it was amazing mostly lit kate joined first but you know whoop, whoop. top two but not number two hey. you know, here we are. but it was good it was a really good night i'm trying to think what else did i do this week i didn't do much no yeah i was just out and about trying to enjoy the weather trying to enjoy yeah. uh, working on projects and doing all these different uh, things you know once you you know when you've got all these projects you want to do you've got this to-do list that you're trying to go through and it's just like this it's kind of like an added burden not a burden but you're pressurizing yourself now to get these things checked off and uh well, yeah working on it is you only got you to rely on so you're just thinking oh i need to do that but there's there's an issue there sometimes because you feel like you're um because you're constantly pressurizing yourself yeah you feel like you're everything you do is not good enough but obviously so but here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Got to keep reminding. How was your weekend? Uh, well, my birthday. Was yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've just. Uh, do you know what? Actually, it's all very topical, isn't it? To the book, all of this, <laughs> this chat. But um, I've been having a week off really because I just work in such an unconventional way now, where I do genuinely. I don't think of like a week as oh, I'm going to work five days and have two days weekend. Yeah. I just totally treat my month as like a bit of a free-for-all some months like March I did not have a break like at mm. all it was mental but I earned more money in that month that than I used to in like a year at my first job mm. like wow. it's kind yeah. of just a totally different way of working and then uh this month and August and September I'm just like I'm basically not going to work much you're resting nice. I'm just I'm just trying to kind of well you know work less yeah yeah because it's it's hard like the hustle at the beginning is so hard and I yeah. think instead of being like oh I'm gonna retire when I'm 60 I'm like why don't I sort of try and put put the brakes on and and, and have the brakes off mm. like as I go yeah retire for a month come back yeah, yeah. like retire Live for a month pop in. Yeah. yeah take yeah. a break I like you know, that when you're back and refreshed you come back and do it yeah. what are we reading this week Okay, so... Are you reading this week? Yeah, I I am. Okay. Okay, so guys, you know, I've had like a five-week like reading drought. I've picked up a book. The book... Sorry, guys. I can't can't remember what it's called. (laughs) Um, It's called Sing, Unburied, Sing. I'm trying to remember the author's name. And it was a book that Barack Obama recommended. And ever since Jasmine... I'll find out. Don't worry. It's right here, girl. Ooh, I've seen Jasmine this. Ward, Sing Unburied Sing. And what I love about booksellers is like when they give you a book, like good booksellers, they just like will really hype up a book and it will really make you want to buy it. Mm. I literally just like 
grazed my hand over this and some guy at Waterstones, I was like, oh my God, you have to read it. It's so good. There's a book club that's like reading it. And uh, no, my book club is reading it and it's really good. So I picked it up. I've literally only at the beginning, but it's written like so far really well. And I think Barack Obama recommended it and it just like shot up in the book sales and in popularity. So that's what I'm reading. The first book since my book drought, guys, because you know, I've been really, really down and under the weather emotionally. So I can't read when I'm like that. Yeah. And I'm trying to get out of that. So this is my first book back into reading. Amazing. Yeah. What are you reading, Alex? I'm not reading anything this week. I'm still, <gasps> I'm still looking through. <laughs> get know, out. <laughs> I'm not any, actually, I'm actually not reading anything. Um, but I've been walking around with all these books in my bag as yeah. if like, whenever as if I get the Derek, time. You know? Derek does that. But I've um, still got Chicken Soup for the Soul in oh, my bag. Perfect. I'm still looking through those. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just spent most of my, my time writing stuff. So, Ooh. but yes, 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 yes. What are you reading, Emma? What are you reading, Emma? I'm reading two books at the same time, but only because I've I've nearly finished one. So I'm reading Sheila Hetty's Motherhood, mm-hmm. which is a book. Uh, it's like a kind of memoir, but it's obviously fiction. Mm-hmm. Like the nu- nu- the narrator is it reads like first person essays. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, it's about not wanting kids. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, and the fact that society kind of is threatened by women who don't want them mm. because it's like, well, what possibly could be the could, could you want with your life if yeah. you don't want that? So interesting. It's a very interesting book, just like the the internal monologues of like that choice and what that means mm. and yeah. like, if your partner wants them, all that stuff. Yeah. It's really, really good. And then I'm also reading a book called Nobody Cares by Anne T. Donahue, who's like an American author. And, um, she has a really good newsletter and I find newsletters so interesting for like the first step of getting a book deal now because mm-hmm. it's very it's a quite personal mm. space that people write in and then and then obviously publishers are like oh your newsletter's great um she's obviously written loads apart from her newsletter mm-hmm. but if you like her newsletter you'll like the book yeah I'm loving it okay yeah to add to that your, the first book motherhood I don't know whether Try reading the book of essays I mentioned yeah. before on here. Selfish, shallow, oh, self-absorbed. I've yeah. just bought that, just bought that. And it's, I just Instagrammed that. And yeah. I just read, I mean, this is really controversial now, yeah. but Lionel Shrivener's mm-hmm. uh, essay yeah. and how interesting like that is because she wrote We Need to Talk About Kevin and yeah. her relationship with not having kids. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from all the shit she's been yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the side. Am I allowed to say shit? Yeah, oh, you can say it. Everyone comes in here and like, oh, can I swear? Can I swear? And I was <laughs> like, like yeah. it's interesting to like see 16 people who I don't, I don't know if they've got kids or not because I don't yeah. really care when I'm reading someone's book yeah. whether they have kids, yeah. thinking, oh yeah, you don't. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good collection of essays. Yeah, you um, talked about that book quite yeah. often. Yeah. Like, it, it, like it gives you such a good perspective on just what parenthood is. Obviously yeah. there's some people that are aunties and uncles and they prefer to be that role. Some yeah. people just I don't want to be around. Yeah, some people don't really want to be parents yeah. at all or around kids at and all. And I think it's like we need more from that perspective of, choosing not to this isn't like mm. people that can't or want to like that's obviously really that's like a other conversation that's really yeah. sad but this is people who are like no i don't want yeah that. there's interesting i might bring that back around actually i actually think i should read it yeah. yeah do you want it i'll bring the copy for you oh yes please yeah thank you all right so we are here with emma gannon Multi hyphenate. Hello, multi hyphenate. Um, broadcaster, journalist, journalist. Podcaster, author, author, podcaster, all around amazing. One of like, the biggest podcasts in Britain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we've got, we're here to talk about her book, The Multi Hyphen Method, as well as, you know, just have a great conversation with her about everything else in between. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the stuff that you're doing. When did this kind of come into your mind to start to write this book, The Multi Hyphenate? 
Do you know what? It was, it's been brewing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same with any book. Like you kind of think about it, think about it, think about it. Don't do anything, don't do anything. And then suddenly you're like, no, okay, I'll, I'll give this a go. I think it, I wrote it sort of because it came from a bit of an emotional place that I'd quit my job, this really shiny dream job, mm-hmm. the job that a million girls would kill for or whatever that line is from Devil Wears Prada. Working at, you know, an amazing company. And... I just thought I'd got my dream job and I thought that I wanted that job for life. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of two things. It was like, one, actually I wasn't fulfilled with just having that one job and it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. That's one side. But the other side is um, actually magazines were in massive trouble and there wasn't really much money in Mm. the company. It wasn't very glamorous. It wasn't the dream I'd been sold. Yeah. It was like, why why have we why are there budget cuts like everywhere and like this is you know I want to be in a thriving industry and I wanna I wanna be where things are moving and I wanna be excited. Mm -hmm. And so parallel to that I've always had like my blog, I've always sort of uh done, you know, freelance consultancy on the side. So it's like this sort of double edged sword of wanting to do it but also needing to do it. Mm -hmm. If you see what I mean. Like I was covering my own back. But I also love doing side projects. So, sorry, long story short, I got scouted to be in this Microsoft advert last year, which was uh, on TV. And basically it was this gadget that could do multiple things. And they wanted to find a multi-hyphenate woman Mm -hmm. who could show the different sides of this laptop and the different sides of her. And they were really celebrating me as this multi-hyphenate. And I thought, that is the first time anyone's ever said that what you're doing is really cool, actually. Yeah, because it's such a negative. People yeah. really think jack of all trades. Don't know what you're doing. Mm, mm. Yeah, because it's always like be a specialist, or you dabble in various things, and you you don't become an expert in one. Yeah. And that's my biggest, I guess, worry and anxiety when when I'm dabbling in different things. I'm like, oh, can I really master all of these different things? Yeah, but being a jack of all trades, exactly. I guess that's the question. It's mm. or is it the question? Maybe you could. Yeah, but I I, I think. I really wanted people to understand that this isn't a book about having like 17 different jobs and mm. spinning plates. It's like you could be a multi-hyphenate <laughs> if you are a doctor and you on a Friday afternoon. I mean, this is obviously an ideal world. We don't we know that doctors don't get any time off. Apart from but, Dr. Um, Alex in Love Island somehow. But Sorry. like maybe you're a photographer on the weekend yeah. or maybe you like, I don't know, a yeah. dance class on a Saturday. Mm. Like you, you're allowed to describe yourself as having more than one thing going on and I interviewed Adam Kay the other day who's obviously like this number one best-selling like crazy success who wrote the diaries of being a junior doctor and he was like if I just had a little bit of help and a little bit Mm. of flexibility or a little bit of something I I would still be a doctor so it's like do you want to lose them Mm. or do you want to so that's one example of a specialist maybe doing other things as well Mm, mm. how was the you said you quit your job I don't know if you had anything planned when you quit where did you get that i guess confidence and the gut to be like this is it i'm going to leave and i'm going to pursue what i want to do because a lot of people really probably want to but don't know how to go about it yeah so totally so this book is um it's not a quit your job book there's actually a bit in in it called like don't quit your job Um, because i mean people that listen to my podcast for example are like emma i love your podcast i quit my job today it really inspired me and i'm like no uh are you okay (laughs) like don't do that because of me yeah um so i don't want to be this quit your job woman um but (laughs) At the same time, I do believe that you can transition, which is where the side hustle has come from. Mm -hmm. Like that terminology is, some people hate it, it's very American. But what it means is, don't quit your job, like do not do that. But 
if you can, steal a few hours, a few minutes. We're, we're here recording this on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Do something that actually you can do very slowly and build up on the side with no pressure. Mm-hmm. The magic can still be there. You can still feel like it's yours. But amazing things come from side yeah. hustles because what you're doing is you're starting a business, but you're pretending it's fun, yeah. which it is. Yeah. Was that how we started? Yeah, more or less. More Remember when that. someone was like, do a first live show? I was like, what? Ooh. What the what hell was, was that? that? <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, so I started earning like bits of money here and there from yeah. my blog. And I've had my blog for like eight years. So um, it was like a hundred quid here and there. Yeah. Obviously not enough to be like, bye, see ya. <laughs> I'm taking my desk plant and leaving. Yeah. Um, I'm making millions. <laughs> it was just like bits of money. But yeah. I think over time I could save that. Mm. I think like that whole transition period is one of the most more sensible routes. I'm kind of going through that myself. But it's it just gives you that extra comfort with going. Because there were, I mean, Ray knows... In my previous position, I was very much like, I'm going, I'm leaving, yeah. I can't every other, day, every other day, I've written my resignation letter <laughs> I'm, and I'm like, okay. I'm going, I'm going and I don't care. And everyone would always be like, what's, yeah. what's the plan after? What are you doing after? Like, how are you going to... I'm like, I don't know yet, but I'm going to leave it with the universe <laughs> and all this stuff. God, you, you are unbearable. I really was. <laughs> I have been I, on panels with people though who were yeah. like, yeah, just rip the plaster off, you'll figure it out. Yeah. It's amazing what fear can do. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I read so many things. I read so many things, you know, just go for it, take the leap of faith and I was just like you know what actually I'm actually that shit no don't do that I was never about to do that but obviously you figure out what's best for you really don't you you don't really there's no one size fits all but I think that's kind of what this book kind of kind of says as well and you could be a multi-infinite and work four days a week there we go have one day doing something totally different yep 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 yep, yep. I really want to do that (laughs) I (laughs) I remember when I was in second year but I was really figuring out what was to happen next. And there was like this big article about portfolio careers and about pros and cons of it and how people were really rejecting it and all these different things. So I kind of already had in my mind that that was a kind of way I wanted to go down. But it was a very difficult mindset to shift into because especially when you're around a lot of people who are like, you know, all right, you graduate, you go and get a job now. And then this is a job you have for 20 years. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean. I think what I really liked about your book, Emma, is the part where you talk about the different generations and and how I think impracticable, is that a word? Unpracticable? Impractical. Impractical, that's it. Um, English literature grad. Uh, you said it, not me. So I feel like, because I was raised like my parents had these dreams for me they really were in a different generation whereby it was like you do this you follow the rules you have a job and you stay in that job for like 20 odd years and you come home and you raise your kids and maybe when like you're 50 you get a house after you saved up for like 25 years Mm -hmm. um and literally in my head at home because that was the mentality I was fed but when I go out and I'm with the people who are my immediate peers they're just one day jumping from this job, then they're jumping from another job. Mm. And it got to a point where I was really, really stressed out. And I was like, I don't know which way works best for me. Mm. And I think when I read this, I realized, oh, it's just a matter of different people in different circumstances grow up with different values and different uh, ideas about how life should be lived. And I guess I think there was a part when you shouldn't really take one group of people and call them millennials because mm-hmm. yeah. not every millennial is the same yeah, as you said definitely. some millennials are like ceos of silicon valley um and, companies and yeah. some are like very happy do you know yeah, what i mean some are very happy just to be working and doing that exactly stuff and, and so it kind of like calmed me down a little mm. in that i i needed to do something or reevaluate 
myself and my goals and what I actually want to do mm. and take away all the background noise from this generation and, and th these other people. Mm. And I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's so good to hear because yeah. I definitely wanted to do those exact two things yeah. for that chapter. I wanted to spell out that you are a product of your environment. Mm. You are a product of the year you grew up and the generation you're in and what worked for one generation won't work for us. And also we've all got pros and cons to being in this generation like yeah. baby boomers own like 60 percent of like the property in the uk yeah, yeah. Um, but millennials are maybe less boxed in and i have a different life to my mum who yeah. there we go. didn't ha hasn't had this career mm. um and she obviously kind of faced a lot more sexism than me in many ways yeah. so i think that's one thing but the other thing is um there's loads of myths that i bust in the book mm. like baby boomers are good with technology they actually yeah. spend the most money on like the fanciest gadgets because yeah. they you know they're obsessed with their they, homes because yeah. they own their homes yeah. um, <laughs> but you know how that you know they are good with tech and it's not fair to say they're not and mm. generation z aren't just in their bedrooms taking selfies <laughs> they actually get out in the world and do yeah. stuff so that's the centennials aren't they the ones yeah. that are born later in the millennium yeah. yeah and so i wanted to kind of say hey we're all the same yeah. mm. um we can all be multi-finance but at the same time our differences are there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. did you ever like kind with your like, against your parents sort of thing were there like a lot of like not banging of heads or were you collaborative with them like talking about what you do and how you do it because I'm always having arguments with but my, yeah with like my why, do you, why do you need to do why this you need when do you've this? got a full-time yeah, job yeah. are you, yeah. sa are you oh. saving no, are you saving for your house are you saving for this I'm yeah, just like well yeah. I'm either gonna have to save our generation really if you're not earning that much you have a saving for a house you're saving for retirement which one are you kind of mm, doing like do you know what I mean it's a really good question because what uh made me quite sad actually and fueled some sections of the book was whenever I do events or panels you know when there's a QA and a at the end and mm -hmm. some people ask questions but a lot of people will come up to you afterwards and ask you privately yes. mm. it's such a personal and emotional topic work yeah and a lot of people don't want to publicly say oh I'm feeling like this or mm. I'm gonna and also you know maybe their boss is in the audience mm. you, whatever for whatever reason so I'm, I have a lot of personal conversations with people and so many of those conversations start with I'm really inspired I really want to do it I have all the tools at my fingertips but um I don't want to let my parents down yeah and that is a lot of people who say I want to be a writer but you know my my dad doesn't believe you can be or yeah it still exists there's still yeah. like a bit of a yeah. mindset shift that we need to we need to change like I earn quite a lot of money from what I do mm. like not not I mean it's only been in the last few years that's happened I've been in my overdraft like for the most <laughs> of it because you know if I went into a career for money I would not be a writer yeah. but if you keep pushing it's possible so I think that's a really big part of it and we need to basically like just have more of these conversations mm. to say this is a good solid secure way of living definitely um my friends you know a lot of my friends i'm still in my 20s have been ma made redundant recently oh. you know it's at any age you can be made yeah. redundant at the, at the moment it's yeah. scary it's scary out there i think well, that is so like, stressful yeah i just think we need to flip the conversation <laughs> yeah. of what security is that's it's all true, it's true having I a full-time job doesn't mean you're secure, secure. Yeah. i got to my mid-20s and i was like well I can't see myself in this career for the next 15. I don't know what I'm working. Like, you know, when you're in a, in a position, you're thinking, what am I working towards? Like, it's not, it's not fulfilling me in any way being here other than obviously earning. But you're just like, well, I'm but not. What I'm do not you do in those circumstances? So I don't know if like, what kind of things do you do when you're feeling maybe uninspired or you're thinking, I don't want to do this. I want to do something else. How do you go about unknowing what that something else is and what your calling is the thing is the thing is i feel like i've been someone who's been heavily into writing when i was younger yeah. heavily into acting when i was younger i was heavily into all these different 
levels of communication I was doing it all and it just mm-hmm. makes me you know when you think to yourself you think back on like how did you get here because that's kind of that's the kind of experience I had in like my in little, after graduation right. I was thinking like how did I get here yeah. but I don't know that's always been there I'd, I'd always written I'd always decided to go forward and do these things so then when you find yourself in a place that doesn't really align with it you just think mm-hmm. you're doing all of that on the side anyway so you kind of just have to figure out how to shift yeah. slowly mm-hmm. to kind of make you and I think change is basically a muscle that you need to continue using because you don't like change though, do I you? hate change I absolutely <laughs> detest change but I've really now had to change that <laughs> because the less I don't change things the more I become very complacent and lethargic mm. and just okay with what it is that I'm doing and I'll think I'll think to myself this is the plan that I have and at this point I need to do this yeah. and something comes and totally rattles me so what needs to happen is change needs to be a muscle that you're constantly using I think we had an amazing author be more pirate oh, Sam oh, Connor. Sam Connor. yeah who said you know to break a rule every day and I've literally actively been trying in my head to do something different in my day every day just so I can strengthen that change muscle so that when it comes to making big decisions like moving a job or just doing something different or maybe adding another hyphen onto my name it does it's not as alien Mm. and I think with the multi-hyphen method getting that other hyphen is a lot of people's fears it's I really want to do it Am I a fraud in doing it? Can yeah. I call myself this? Yeah. But it's like so many people's Twitter bios are like aspiring author. Yeah. Aspiring writer, I see these or like things. I'm just aspiring like... actor. And I'm like, just take that aspiring off. You're <laughs> just, already just doing do it. it. Yeah. But just also, I just want to say quickly that, um, you know, I think you can be a multi-hyphenate and not earn money or have it as a job. Like, I think mm. there is a lot to be said for writing on the side and it being a hobby. And I think there's a lot to be said for your side hustle staying as a hobby you know, you can have a job and also just do it for fun on the side. I don't think you need to monetize like every single thing. I think that sometimes just having it as an outlet can help with like your mental health. It can help with your your identity. It can can make you happier. And I think that that you can't put a price on that. So if you like baking on a weekend, you don't need to like set up a bakery. (laughs) You actually don't. You know, just it's about designing your own career, which means every single decision should be you know, look at yourself, look at what you want. But even my friend, like, we were talking about it. She's an amazing writer, writes screenplays, but she's obviously working as a journalist and stuff. And she was very much like, you know, she doesn't, she's kind of come to the conclusion she doesn't need to give up her job, especially at this stage where she is. She doesn't need to do that. Mm -hmm. It's just not what, it's not in her plan to do so until it gets to a stage where it's completely impossible to do it. So I was like, well, that's fair enough. You know what I mean? Because everybody has their own ways of of dealing with these things. So it kind of is really understandable. That's really true, actually, because sometimes it takes over for you. You're a bit like, I can't actually keep my job. Like, this isn't like I'm going to leave. It's it's, I'm being kind of pushed because I remember when I was still working at uh, Condé Nast, actually, and I went and did this panel and it was like a really fancy like conference. And when they introduced me, they didn't introduce me as working there. They introduced Mm. me as like, my side projects yeah they had taken over in terms of even in terms of like industry respect yeah and that is when you're like oh Oh. okay i don't i actually this is a thing yeah Yeah. so listen to those signals as well yeah i think that's that's how i like to make decisions (laughs) i'm just like yeah things will tell you yeah it's like no you have to do it okay yeah yeah not i want to (laughs) just i actually just have to now (laughs) moving on then quickly you know how you've got all these different projects going and different things how do you manage that Mm. with regards to like not burning out and just because there were days when I was working I mean my hours were very intense and then doing this and then writing and then like going to drama school and then doing all of that there were days I would literally just crumble 
I would be powering all the way through and Work then go like a week. Blend. And then I'll just crumble on like a Wednesday and everybody would be like, what's wrong? And I'll just yeah. be in my room, fetal position in the dark. Like, <laughs> like, that's dramatic. But yeah, that's, how do you manage that? Like, yeah, I mean, how did is, you manage it in the early stages? question. I think for me that I had those days, mm. but that's what comes with having a full-time job and having a side hustle. Like that I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's really hard work. Yeah. It's really stressful. The only way I got through it is like my future self will thank me for yeah. this because, um, you know, this is hard. And I kind of thought, okay, I'm in my early 20s. I can probably deal with this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be doing this forever. I think that for me, it's about the multi-hyphen method not being confused with multitasking. Mm. I've interviewed, and again, this isn't a book about how to work in the media. This is a book about all industries, all ages, all locations. So I've interviewed like a nurse who's a charity worker and an author. I've interviewed a lawyer who's a photographer, a podcaster who's a chef, you know, all these different mixes. And you can't be a nurse and write a book at the same time. Like Mm. you have to do one really, really well and you have to do the other one. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details really well so I think it's about picking projects and not having to don't try not to let them clash too often Mm. another author Dolly Alderton I don't know if you know her and her book but I was on a panel with her recently she's a multi-hyphenate she was saying she kind of splits a page into four she's got like author script writer journalist and um, consultant or whatever they are and she says she can only have two bullet points in each in each corner Mm. otherwise it becomes chaos yeah so I think it's about kind of having that like diagram and putting things in boxes but you can't have too much all going on at once Mm -hmm. so for me you know when I was writing this book I put all my other projects on hold for two months I think it's just a game of like moving the chess pieces Mm -hmm. yeah um and you know nothing is more important than your health Mm -hmm. I know I know that we you know it's obvious but if you are physically draining yourself then you're like the irony is you won't be able to work for like six months probably because well you will but you won't be at your best so I think you have to burn out is a chapter for a reason I was just like burnout is serious yeah you need your you need your body 
and if your body's not there, you can't do anything. Basically, <laughs> like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? As can't much do as, anything well. Yeah, as much as your mind. Yeah. Which is another reason why I've become this weird, like, flexible working campaigner, just because I feel like the way we work is so old-fashioned and mm. was, you know, invented in the Victorian era. But also, I don't know if any of you guys have had this in your full-time jobs, but going for a doctor's appointment oh my God. was so hard. And I would I, get really upset by it. I'd be like, yeah. guys, I need to go to the doctor. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, but we've got a meeting on that mm. day. And I'm like, but if I can't go to the doctor... What am I? Yeah. What am I to you? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I think you know. Yeah, in the in my previous place, it wasn't bad. But I mean, when the team was smaller, then you could be like, "Oh, I need to go to doctors," and they'll be like, "Okay, that's fine." Duh, 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 duh. When it was the bigger team, it was a bit like you don't have a right to 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 go yeah. and do these things, Crazy. kind of thing. I mean, where I'm at now is a bit is a lot better. Like I'll be like, I'm going. I'll be. It'll be more more affirmative I could be like, I'm going to the doctors today I'll be in at this time and it'll be like oh fine that's my okay. doctors is like but downstairs lot, and see, I, I've missed and so many and, that, and this, this is what I mean about a lot of companies now as well they have everything inside the building yeah, you can't leave. so you cannot leave oh my like, god yeah like Facebook you know, freezing your eggs yeah oh god <laughs> don't leave don't have children <laughs> you know what I mean but like because I think even I was at Google the other day and it was amazing like it's an amazing building and they like have like all this food and stuff and everything but it's when you look at it it's like Everybody is there. They don't, they, don't, they don't need to go anywhere. They don't Have need you to read the circle? No, I haven't. Mm. That is, yeah, it's like that, but yeah, they want to keep you. Yeah. I think and then they dash you out after like, you're, you're, you know, you've done everything that you yeah. need to do. Yeah. Maybe yeah. at like 40. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> tough. It's tough. But. I think we just need more trust as well because I think doctor's appointment is always like slightly synonymous mm. with um, going for an interview. Oh, I don't yeah. know where that came oh, yeah, from, but people are like, oh yeah, the doctors. I've got and it's like, why can't we, you know, the point of flexible working is you trust someone to get the job done no matter where they are. Yeah. But I think no one trusts each other. Mm. And I really don't like, currently I've become very, like I really don't like offices. Everything that we do right now is literally online why am I coming into an why office? Are you in, why are you in? Why do I need to come in? But I have a laptop. I understand we need to learn from our peers, blah, 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 <laughs> learn from somebody who has more experience. Cool. Maybe like jot in a time when I can come in and I mean, we can talk. But yeah. remote working <laughs> yeah. is so possible. I'm, I'm big I'm big on remote working. But then it also, for me, like it's a double-edged sword. So it depends on your role. I mean, obviously, as a journalist, you're expected to go out yeah. and do these things. So remote working kind of makes sense. But in a, under certain professions, it's like, if you need, you don't want to be doing so much of your work at home kind of thing. I feel like mentally that's kind of like- quite, I won't even do it at home. I'll probably quite, do it at a cafe just, or something. This is what I mean. But yeah. like, you know, and it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I love reliable. remote working and I really think that everything should be put on the cloud mm. or whatever system that you use. And just, Do you think you would get lonely? Not really. So, for example, if we can have a team meeting, like, I don't know, at this cafe or, like, book a room. You know, they have so many places where you can work together, but it's not necessarily... Spaces, yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily, like, a building. Um, I'm where with it's you just, on that. Like, yeah. I really There's so many nuances idea. to the conversation, but I think people think working from home is, like... Lounging. Being on, yeah, being on yeah. the sofa and then getting to the end of the day and going, oh, I'm still here. Yeah. Put the TV on now. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't spoken to anyone all day. But you're right. Yeah. Like the rise of co-working spaces is mad. Yeah. 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 You can be around interesting people. 
I mean, I hated offices as well. There would always be like two radio stations going into each year, and oh like people talking about stuff I don't care we about. We don't have that. I, yeah. I need to be. I'm an introvert, so I just I need to be kind of alone like contained, most of the yeah. time. I, yeah. I like people, so I, that's why I would, I would say I'd work somewhere like a cafe. Yeah. I like I like places where I feel comfortable. Yeah, in. I like being around. So for like, so I wouldn't. I don't like my my personal space becoming the place of work per se yeah. unless I actually really have to with them editing a podcast or whatever when I need that on my actual computer that's fine but usually when I'm when I work out of office I tend to just go somewhere nice like a, as you say like a coffee shop or something just so that I'm out so that I'm physically taking myself out because there's that I was reading an article and it's like how to keep your mental health well I, was, I don't even know if that how means how to keep your mental health well that doesn't even, <laughs> anyway basically no, so basically looking at your mental well-being as a as a person who works from home or freelancer or whatnot Ooh, and because you get be yeah bad. because you get so i'll send it to you it gets so because you get so contained in your in your house and you're so bogged down with all of these things because you, you wake up and you feel added pressure to do more because you're at home yeah freelancing that, sounds like so much stress for me as in the thought it, of it's once you manage it like once you I have know, your but how do you know list. what's coming next like and do you know when the what the next work is going to come oh like, i mean i know what i'm doing till december but it's not like every okay. day. It's like big project, just enough to like sustain, and then other things will come up. Yeah, you have to plan ahead for sure. Otherwise, but with and like also say, you notice patterns. So yeah. when I first went freelance, I was like, "What the yeah. hell's going on in August?" I was like refreshing my inbox. Like, uh, I think my inbox is broken. But do you go out and look everyone's for work? on holiday? August yeah. is like yeah. no, don't expect any work in August if okay. you're a freelancer type thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you might, but it's just good to. <laughs> manage expectations of like where the peaks are mm. um also like i don't know there'll be sort of calendar sort of occasions where you're like oh i'll probably get loads of invites to this thing or mm. i so think you just have to be in people's radar then yeah but i'm like who would email me a big part of the book is um and i, I know people are like allergic to the phrase but building like a personal brand because yeah. if you're a freelancer that like, i actually don't like the word freelancer i don't describe myself as a freelancer mm. because i think you're just putting yourself in a pile of like other freelancers mm. you need to be like i'm me i'm running my own little business here yeah i'm really good at what i do like i've got a good reputation i'm good I, i'm i you know do things on time it's like they're not really they don't want a freelancer they want ray yeah. there's a difference mm. and i think that as you being good at what you do and having a good online presence and all yeah. that stuff you're more likely to get more work yeah mm. how do you deal with failure well there is a chapter it? on failure i was like i yeah. can't just wave the flag for this it's not perfect yeah you know i tried to go on a holiday earlier in the year and things kicked off like you were just saying <laughs> i was like this is not a holiday this is me on my laptop for a week yeah. um but the con is that the pro is oh i can take another holiday <laughs> like i don't need to ask anyone's permission that's to true. go on holiday so yeah. it wasn't you know that's a massive co- uh, pro actually the fact yeah. that i have no boss to ask for time off so um failure things go wrong things fail a lot i think a massive part of putting yourself out there is rejection you get rejected a lot but i think there's something about this multi-hyphen lifestyle that makes you more resilient mm. because you have multiple things on the go also if something fails it's not the end of the world anymore yeah. um i just actually worked on a project that i spent a lot of time on i got paid a bit up front for it but it was like i was gonna get money if it was signed off basically mm. and it didn't so that project failed um but that's not my only project mm. so i can get over it yeah Whereas if I'd spent all my time on that, 
I, I, I think I'd be really, really upset. So yeah. I think failure is still a massive part of this lifestyle, but, you know, you have to kind of get over it as well yeah. quite yeah. quickly and move on to the next thing. I wanted to ask, so I'm really, really bad at this. I don't know how to ask for money. And I find it, like, whenever somebody wants, like, something, when they're like, oh, you know, Ray, come and host this, come and do this. I'm like, oh my God, yes, of course. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> and then it's like, is is this a paid thing? And in my head, I'm looking at, I'm like, probably is. And then it's just like, okay, so are they going to pay me? And then I'll like go to Clarissa <laughs> because yeah, she's my first point of call. And I'm just like, how do I ask for money? <laughs> and because it, it takes a lot, like I work crazy hours. It takes a lot of work for me to come and do this thing. And as much as I respect the event, you also need to respect my time and what it is that I do. Yeah. So how do you ask for money with these things? Because okay. a lot of women find yeah. it very hard and including myself. When I, I don't want to feel like I'm begging oh yeah uh, this is so important yeah. you can't I can't talk about being more tight without talking about money yeah so okay there's there's like three things number one <laughs> don't do stuff for free unless it's for charity yeah. because seriously you need to have a line like <laughs> yeah. I I'm doing something tomorrow actually all day for the media trust I'm helping um, people with a podcast workshop that is charity that is like I want to ha- I want to give my time yeah to something and that's great. That's like, I know what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm mm-hmm. not getting paid, but I've made that decision. Yeah. If there's a weird blurry line, I get really annoyed because I'm like, I'm working, so I should be paid. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't say yes to things and then be annoyed. Like, mm. just I just don't do stuff for free. Right. I love it. The se- But that's, it'd be interesting if you just put that hard line, what happens? Because yeah. they find the money. Yeah. Really. And then the other thing is WhatsApp groups or or private facebook groups or some sort of community or network that you can have to ask other people Mm. because what is good about being a kind of freelance is um people are very open about fees because you're not telling someone your salary you're just like oh yeah i got like 500 pounds for that yeah you know it's it's like it's not awkward yeah it's like you don't know how much i earn in a year Mm. but you i can tell you really openly what i got for like something yeah the other thing would be to outsource so you just mentioned clarissa so i don't handle money conversations anymore directly Mm. because I find it really awkward I find it like I want to go and do the work I don't want there to be weird feelings between us so if you can don't do it yourself even like get your a friend to do it yeah (laughs) or even make up a fake email yeah yeah I think I'm going to do that yeah don't you you said there was no like feelings of awkwardness because you're not telling them your salary and stuff but what if you've accepted something so, for example, in that community, for example, and then somebody said, oh, I got paid £500 for that. And then someone, 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 said, someone said, oh, I got paid 100 And then someone said, oh, I got paid a grand. Isn't that kind of like... No, it would be different if But that, but that happened with a friend are. recently. Yeah. Really? So I did an event and, um, and I think I said I got paid like £700. Mm. And uh, no, no, sorry. She came to me and she was like, oh, I've just been offered this event for £700. What did you get paid? And I'd got paid like £450. Mm. <gasps> and I was so... A, a bit annoyed about yeah. it and so actually we went to them and said hey United Front I like that thingy just got paid 700 so and then they were like oh yes yeah, sorry we'll rectify that and I got the extra mm. wow okay so I think there is power like in network yeah, in, in a United Front like mm. you say definitely also you should never go in low because A you're sort of not getting what you're worth but also you're kind of screwing over the next person because yeah. if I'd have done that event for like £100 they would have been like, well, well, Emma did it for that. Yeah. And they'd go, okay, if Emma did it for that, I'll do mm. it for that. Yeah. So you kind of need to like help others by helping yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and do you say there is something that you want to do 
but they're giving you a very low fee. Do you like say, no, I'm sorry, so I know what so I want. that's worth. another one is like, I would never do anything for free, but I will do it if they're like, here's a token of just something small because we respect you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we have no money because mm. okay. that's sometimes the case. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, I'm interviewing uh, someone I absolutely love in mm-hmm. September at a bookshop who I've been a fan of for my whole life. Mm-hmm. And it's a very tiny independent bookshop. There is no budget. Yeah. But I'm like, oh my God, of course I'll do it. Yeah. And then they're like, here's a token of our appreciation. And you're like, thank you. And we both know that we're going to have a great day because okay. I'm not in that for the money. Yeah. yeah. What annoys me is when huge tech companies, like you can all imagine the ones I'm thinking of, <laughs> don't pay. Yeah. That, that's what annoys me. And that's I, out they of definitely principle, have the money. I'm like... But how do you know, know when you you've like it. made it enough to charge a certain amount or to only accept a certain amount? Because you, you in my head, there. I'm just like thinking, oh, but I'm just small, Ray. Like, why would you give me... Do you know what I mean? You're anything but. but no, but it, like sometimes... But. but like sometimes I will think, well, no, it, of course. Do you it, know what I mean? It's that. You have, to, you have to believe that you're anything but... Yeah. See what I mean? Like, so obviously there's no, I think I, there's like, there's no harm in saying no, yeah. right? Like, well, confidence is a massive part of this. Yeah, yeah. If you said no, I'm not doing it for that. And then they'd be like, well, okay. And then that's, that's it. it. Like, you just move on with your day. Like, yeah. literally, there's no, mm, it's yeah. no love lost. You know what I mean? And so, you can kind of have each other's backs. Like, I've got a really good friend who's also uh, doing what I do. And they were like, oh, we're, we're thinking about getting this person involved. And I was like, oh, just so you know, she doesn't actually do it for less than this. Yeah. Because I know. I yeah. know that she turns down anything below a certain number. Yeah. And they were like, oh, good to know. And then they, that when they went and spoke to her, they respected her. Mm. And I was like, oh, that feels so good. Yeah. To like, on someone's behalf, <laughs> be like, by the way, yeah. you know, she's yeah. got standards when it comes to how much. Yeah. But I think as well, there's no harm in, well, asking for like as much as you can really. But also just, I don't know, realising that, if you compare, for example, like this podcast to like traditional media. Mm. So my podcast, I don't know how many downloads you guys get, but like I get like 100,000 a month, I would say at that's the moment. Incredible. Like that's that's a strong that's amount. That's a lot of people. And yeah. I know from working in magazines that maybe a magazine sells what? 100,000 a month, maybe. Yeah. Maybe less mm-hmm. print. And they, for their ads in a magazine, that they make a lot of money. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, I've got an audience of 100,000 and they trust me and I love making it and it's going into their ears when they're on the tube. Mm. I, that's a really special relationship and you don't get to come into that environment for free yeah, or for a low amount. Because yeah. like, what am I getting out of that? And so I think it's like when YouTubers started making millions. Do you remember when it was like all yeah. in the yeah. press, like, you know, they're all millionaires. Fair enough in a way because a TV advert reaches less people than they reach. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, use some benchmarks mm. to kind yeah. of feel good about it yeah. you've got a platform definitely i don't know definitely but it, it, it's weird talking about money because yeah. i'm like nobody because i'm it. not really like i'm not a... genuinely in this just for money yeah. otherwise like, i wouldn't be yeah. doing yeah. i feel like job. it's a british thing though it's such a british yeah. thing and i really want to like, like and i'm like why do i feel man. so uncomfortable doing it and i just want to like yeah. smash that door in and be like no like i feel like it should be a very transparent space yeah. because when you make art or you do anything it takes so much out of you yeah. it is labor it is work and you deserve to be paid for that if somebody wants it and asks for it mm-hmm. yeah Lovely. Before we round out, lovely chaplet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, yeah, he's doing like a really empowered jiggle. <laughs> yes. so we'll round out there. Um, but yeah, that's the multi hyphen method. Please, guys. please go, go and get it. And wear an yellow. Wear yellow as you buy it. As you buy it, because I feel it's like everybody should be wearing yellow when they <laughs> get this. Having me, guys. Um, Don't so, worry. So mostly flicks. Mostly flicks. This week. 
This week is Emma picked the film. Yes. It is Erin Brockovich. Erin Brockovich. Featuring the most beautiful woman in the world. Mm, she's yeah. amazing. I actually love that. Julia Roberts. Well, Emma, do you want to explain your, 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 your movie that you picked? <laughs> Well, I was just saying, I haven't actually seen it for years, but essentially Julia Roberts plays Erin Brockovich. Based, it's based on a real story. Yeah. yeah, She's kind of just like your normal girl from a working class background yeah. who... Single mum of three. Single mum of three, uh, who basically kind of creates like a legal battle around one of the biggest corporations yeah. ever and wins. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is very simplified. Yeah, that's actually... So she basically is it. like trying to find a job and stuff and yeah. then she gets like... She basically goes and works for the lawyer who represented, tr- her. represented her in like a suit that she tried to do by some guy who tried to run her, run her over. Her crush, and her she's crush like, if you don't return my calls and stuff and you didn't win this case for me so I'm going to come and work here yeah. and she basically just like give me a job yeah which is great yeah, I, loved it. I think I think what I liked was the like the demanding nature of it I think it's a really American dream ish kind Very. of thing and it was really good was really I loved good. how like because uh, the water is contaminated basically yeah in the area chromium chromium something like that this is the stuff I'm kind yeah. of can't remember it's chromium <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, it's chromium. yeah it's basically a story I think of that's quite relevant to now mm. like you can if you want make change you can take on juggernaut companies i mean it's it's hard to do yeah. obviously mm. it sort of reminded me in a way this is quite tenuous but you know the upskirting bill that's been yes. changed this week mm-hmm. um by gina martin who is actually sisters with one of my friends stevie mm. um she's just she went to a music concert someone took a picture up her skirt mm. the police didn't really care that much they were like just delete it off your phone like no harm done mm. just a picture that's she was like it should be illegal yeah. to do that and um she just she's a norm you know she doesn't have any legal background yeah. at all and she has changed a law she's incredible it's amazing yeah i yeah. stand it was a really good film also I we think- were saying because it came out in 2000 yeah i think it was the first Very film nice. that introduced introduced me to activism at like an early age mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. it was always playing in the background in my home because i had it on vcr <laughs> yeah it was really weird that yeah, way back now year. yeah um i i personally loved how she was like julia roberts character was like no nonsense yeah because like, like but she was i think she kind of knew the woman that she was in a way like the way that she was even like when her employer was like the girls are feeling really uncomfortable with the way that you dress and she was just like that's their problem yeah I like how I look yeah and then she's like maybe you should rethink your ties yeah. <laughs> I absolutely yeah. loved it it covers it covers so much like that we pretty much covered in this book as well like her asking for a raise yeah. like, and all these different things and just saying she went off to do research on the like, to delve in investigate the case yeah. a bit further and then obviously she was out of the office for a week uh, even though yeah. she had said and then she comes back and they said that you don't have a job anymore yeah then they pick up the case again and they go back to her yeah. and she's like I will only tell you if you hire me back and I'll give you more information if you, if you give me a pay increase and I'll give you more information yeah. if I get benefits was, of it she's hustling so yeah. she, like, you know what I mean so you have to know what you want and then and she's so. like a mother on the side yeah. and she's, yeah. she's really yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do feel like it's a timeless yeah. Like because the message is pretty much like you can watch that anytime and still get the messages yeah, from it I do, and it's, I do, I do yeah as I said it's that American dream kind of thing I got it got kind of like, when I got to the end I was like okay right oh. you know what I mean it was an amazing ending but I was like it's so Hollywood it's so yeah. like you know I started from the bottom now I'm here from the bottom now. You know, that's very very true and it's just like ugh. 
No, but, I mean for the time, for the true. time it came out, but that was very relevant. I mean, yeah, though. it's true. It's a true story. Yeah. It's valid. It's, I think it's yeah. valid. But I'm it's like, like you know, yeah. pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Type. Yeah. Yeah. I do love those true stories. Well, true. Um, when you think, I just then go and Google like the real people, like you know, like the Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, yeah. where the guy has a cameo in like the end scene, and yeah. it's like it is all very American yeah. dreamy. Like you can be anything, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I think as a young girl watching that film, it must. Have. I was just like, that's so badass. Yeah. What you've just done, yeah. and I don't know. The message is, is a good one, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We stand, guys. Stand go and watch Erin Brockovich featuring. Beautiful and also Robertson. just go and watch Albert anything Finney. with a young Julia Robertson. Yeah, because my best yeah. friend's wedding. I love my best friend's wedding. Oh, and she was in that film where she was a teacher in like a convent. What's it called? I forgot. But Mona Lisa it, Smile. Yes, I think it's Mona Lisa Smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a convent? I think it or was. Was it just a school? Or was, I, think it was, I think I loved her in that film. I can't remember what it was. And my Notting favorite Hill. Notting Hill. Notting Hill's good. My favorite Pretty Woman, obviously. Is oh, Pretty Woman. yeah. My favorite film. I watch it like every two weeks. Yeah. She's, in, she's, in, she's been acting it lately, has she? She's kind of just... She's in that new film, Wanda. With, um, with Owen Wilson. The young boy who has like... With Owen um, Wilson, yeah. With yeah, Owen with Owen Wilson, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. mm. the book is doing well. So. Yeah. I don't think she's been in anything else. After. She's not really oh, aged, Quick she? question before you go, actually. No. How long did it take you to write The Multi-Hyphen Method? About three months. What? But it's just totally different from kind of the other book I wrote, which was mm. very much like kind of my, my style of writing each chapter in an essay. Yeah. This is, um, as you'll know, from the end notes, like there's so much research. So yeah. Yeah. I did all the research first. And then when I went when I went to write okay. it, it was kind of not easy, yeah. but I collected everything. dabble in fiction? So oh. short stories. I don't know if it's your magic, oh. but on the way here, I got an idea. It's us. It's us. And it's I'm gonna us. remember it if it if it's a thing. I'll be like, it was the day I met Mostly Lynn. Yeah, yeah. and then sparkle. But because yeah, I think <laughs> I, I want to mention the, on the idea. Back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the back. But isn't it true though that like the idea is the main bit? Mm. Yeah, I know that. Okay, fine. I, you need to go and write it. <laughs> yeah. But the coming up with an idea, I think, is really yeah. hard. Definitely, 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 definitely. I've got what three you guys, ideas brewing. Are you writing? Yes, we're all um, writing. I'm writing so many things at one time I need to actually focus now do you do fic you do a lot of non-fic I'm basically what it is is like I'm trying to figure out my voice and my style with that so I'm writing a few essays and I'm editing a few essays as well and then I'm working on a script and then I'm working on some short stories so it's just like they're, they're, they're all kind of just there the ideas yeah. once I jot them down the thing is with me I jot the idea down and leave it then I go back and I'm just yeah. like, oh yeah, I remember where I was with this. What have I learned since I wrote it yeah. kind of thing? Someone told me this novelist that I know was like, basically, always leave yourself a half-written sentence yeah. that's a really exciting sentence because then you can pick it back up again. Mm. You should never just finish a paragraph and be done because then you're just like, oh, yeah. where, where was I with that? Yeah, that's pretty, that's okay, yeah it just yeah. kind of slots in nowhere kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm looking at yeah. at the minute. I mean, I'm writing fiction. So I, I, I love fiction. Just, and I've got a, an idea of a story that um, yeah. I've put in my head and it's like really exciting and I'm Amazing. really, really excited about it. Um, yeah. It's going to be quite genius when you have a mostly lit episode to plug your own books. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Interview, like, interview each of us. Yeah. Interview We're going to interview Derek. When, his, when, when Safe comes when out. When Safe comes out, yeah. yeah. That'll be great. That'll be amazing. Um, do you have an issue this week? Issue this week is very simple. Obviously, Beyonce is always going to be my issue. Um, <laughs> for like 
for the foreseeable future. Um, she basically dropped an album. We went, I went to see her on the Friday, uh, the 15th on Eid. <laughs> and then it was an amazing show. Basically, I will never do standing though in my life because I'm five foot and standing in a crowd of people can't see anything. I, I did, you know, see her and her husband who we have uh, forgiven uh, for his sins. Um, we forgive you, yeah. Jay-Z. This is a public announcement to yeah. redeem you of your sins. But the next day she goes and does the same damn uh, show and at the end drops her album with her husband. And I just get a text from Clarissa being like, she dropped an album, oh my God. And I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Oh my God. <laughs> so when, when that dropped, I was like. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, guys, please go and buy stream listen to everything is love everything is love because we're trying to get her to number what, one even though we hate her do you know what i do <laughs> do you know what happens do you know what happens like with with beyonce with i beyonce, hate her guts but i still love her i still listen <laughs> with beyonce it's like you always you always remember where you were when she drops her album yeah it's, it's always a particular i know i had to i was at leighton stone station i had to get off because my station is leighton stone yeah i was at leighton sorry yeah. i had to get off because i was so stressed someone yeah. i just see because i get beyonce notifications on like Google, um, Google alerts. alerts and like stuff because I'm really crazy. And so I, she just posted a picture of everything is love and I had to step out because I'm like, what is this? Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's not like, I was screaming. I was like, Beyonce, what have you done? It's I always was a like, Sunday as well. I always remember it's always a Sunday. But yeah, that's my issue. Beyonce, do better next time. Yeah. What do you think of the album? I actually like it. It's not a lot of Beyonce. I know it's like, I, I want a lot it's of Beyonce. The, it's the Carters. I know. It's not Beyonce. It's not Jay. It's, it's the Carters. It's the Carters. Is it? Yeah, they, yeah. that's how they, they that's and their she, duo. And I love rapping Beyonce. Yeah. Rapping Beyonce is so bad. She's yeah. just like, yeah. yeah. But I, I miss the ballads. The trap. It must huh? be hard yeah. for her to follow Lemonade. Just because that was such a... The thing is, yeah. she does this all the time though. Because when Self-Title dropped, her Beyonce album where she just did, did all of this... <laughs> like no promo I thought nothing could ever match this and then Lemonade came out but content and quality wise listening to them they don't put any of their business out you will never see their names dragged through the press mm -hmm. but you will hear everything that has happened in their music in so their music. they will just be like this is some bullshit we're yeah. going to write down we're going to write a song and we're yeah. going to put it in and that's Beyonce kind of Beyonce said I, I, I could have killed you when I saw her yeah she's and like, then he, he's like oh no no don't tell him that yeah and he was like you know yeah. they like he, he fucked up the first stone so they had to do re remarried. remarried and then yeah. they put their clips out you know what I mean like it's like they, they they're, they're in control they're, yeah, they're in control of they, their yeah. narrative they're yeah. not going to like you know but I think next Beyonce album if she does it'll probably just one, it will be I think this one it will be great because it it's like she's you know a married mother of three, an amazing career. I mm -hmm. think it'll be very wholesome. And I think that's where she needs to end. She needs to drop one more, do a tour and then stop. Stop what? Like, Creating music? Yeah. Nah. And then, yeah. You can't, you can't tell her, you can't. Nah. No, I, I I really think she should. No, I think that she Leave should. Leave at the peak, man. And then she could do like, you know, when she does like she residency probably... in like Chicago or something. No, no. Yeah, like, I think Beyonce. Gonna be, I no, think no, she's no, going to no, be no. like You're Tina rude. Turner, like at 80, like yeah. rocking it. She will still be out here. This is what I mean. Like, she'll still be out I'm here. I'm just worried that the trolls might get her and she might start tweeting. If she tweets, starts tweeting, yeah. so I think it's very chic that she does. Yeah, that. you don't think you don't think you know that Beyonce's got a private account, like a, oh, yeah, a, a very course. a dummy account Beyonce somewhere. Beyonce has an account, part of has Bayesian or something. Yeah, I bet she is Bayesian. I bet you she controls everything. She's like, oh, what no. are we gonna do? Anyways, guys, that is my issue. <laughs> Go and listen to Everything Is Love. Tell us what you think about it. Tell us where you were when the album dropped. And listen to Black Effect. Black Effect. Oh no, listen to Summer and Love Happy. My two favourite tracks. Beginning and end. It makes me want to cry. You know what? Well, ape shit just gets me hyped. But yeah. Listen to it, Emma. It's really good. It's a good, it's a good album. Yeah. So yeah. 
Thank you so much for coming to join us. Thank you so much Emma. for having me. This was a really great yeah. episode. I'm really excited. I'm going to now start charging so much. <laughs> that, that will be two lot, grand. There's a lot to think for about. For like five minutes. Oh my God. Don't contact Ray yeah. unless you've got something to show for it. Thank yeah, you. you know, but, um, yeah, it was great. Just, just like working and mm. how to manage everything and yeah. live. Where can they find you, Emma? Where can they find you, Emma? They can find me on Instagram. Emma Gannon UK because someone stole Emma Gannon from See, under my nose. Ain't that some trifling bullshit? Wow. So annoying. Uh, Twitter. Should we, block honest, them? Better Should we report Twitter. them? That's yeah. why I get, I get all my friends to report. Yes, yeah, so I've been doing. So you go on. <laughs> to be fair, she got there first, but <sighs> hey. And Emma Gannon on Twitter and emmagannon.co.uk is my website. So yeah. Right. Okay. Perfect. Cool. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on your empire. Oh. Mostly lit empire. Oh. Mostly lit empire. Thank you so much for coming. Right. Well, where can they find me? I know, but not find you. <laughs> Just... Well, you guys, you can find me at It's Rifa on Twitter, Rifa Freak on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I don't use Facebook. <laughs> Um, I don't use Facebook. Yeah, um, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Facebook. Nah. Um, yeah, guys, <laughs> anyway, catch us at Mostly Lit on Twitter, Mostly Lit Pod, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, Please download, share. Do what you need to do. We're on Google Podcasts now. So Google Podcasts. So have a look on Google for that stuff. With the Android. With the Android. <laughs> oh yeah, is that why you had to get Google Podcasts? <laughs> no, I saw that. No, because basically they released in the UK, and I was like. Wow, okay. And then so they've got all their UK podcasts around there now. Oh. So, yes. Ugly ass Android. It's actually nice. I've got... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ray, you did. You mentioned it at the panel that you know we were on. You recoiled from yeah. me. You she, like was like, she was like, I have an Android. I was like, oh. You know yeah. Ray is a little liar. She was... She was touching my phone she's looking at it like on Friday Thursday she's like oh my god like you know it's kind of cute anyways I like guys it. thank you for listening <laughs> you're and a liar catch you guys next week right. with another amazing episode have a good week guys bye bye I'm Derek <laughs> and I'm Ray I'm Alex Reed. welcome back to another episode of Mostly Mostly Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.